Hello and welcome to episode 7 of 365 Talk Social Media. This is our last one before Christmas and we're going to be back in January recording more episodes. In today's episode we're going to be talking about how to start a new Facebook page and grow your page. So I think with a lot of new kind of businesses that have come around over the last few months we wanted to offer some insight and our experience in developing these new pages because typically Building it is one of the most difficult things, so we thought we'd just share some tips with you and ways in which you can grow that initial first audience. So I guess, first of all, let's start with just some easy tips in terms of a bit of a to start with, like what you should do to get it ready and then kind of launch and then we can talk about general strategy once you've launched it. Yeah, definitely. I think when you start a a Facebook page from scratch, it, it can look quite daunting to kind of build up the followers and I will say that building a Facebook page and building a following and a community it's not easy no it does take a lot of time and a lot of commitment and I'm, I'm, I don't think any of the tips we're going to say are going to shy from that no. but what we are, are going to do is give you the best tip to create a great page a great community that can hopefully have a really good impact on your business because businesses that have really great pages they do see fantastic results and you obviously always hear about businesses that just promote themselves on social or they just sell things on social Mm -hmm. and it is a real possibility if it's built correctly definitely and you're not gonna just stop your growth at like a certain point this is something that you're going to continue If you're deciding to start a new Facebook page, whether that's to do with a new business or you don't have an existing Facebook page for an existing business, then the different kind of tips that we share, and generally not just in this episode, but across all of our episodes, we hope that all of them offer insight on developing that idea of building a a strategy and enhancing your page and getting results, that all of these different tips can come together to really offer you insight on best performance I suppose yeah so I guess the first thing you really want to do obviously you want to set up your page you want to set up the username of the page and um, complete all the information that Facebook's lets you and this almost works in Facebook's own SEO type of way so you want to complete all the information in terms of obviously location inform- information about the business everything like that that it asks you to complete don't skip over any of that which is probably obvious but some people do so just make sure you complete all of that information Add branding as well, so your profile photos, a cover photo, or even better, a cover video. If you have an e-commerce business, obviously these tips will vary across all different industries, but I always find that cover videos are much more enticing and will invite and excite your audience even more. And even before you start a content plan or an idea of how you're going to go across a social strategy... I would always say publish a post before you start trying to grow your audience about who you are, what you do and reasons for people to stay. This is just a nice little introduction to the business and will mean that hopefully people will read that and think, I'm interested, I want to like the page and become part of this community. And then next up, if you have completed your page, obviously there's loads of different things you can do with that. Then in terms of trying to build your audience, we always say this to potential clients or people that ask us for advice, is the first 100 likes on a Facebook page are always the most difficult to get. So a great place to start is invite your friends and family or generally your friends list on Facebook to like this page. Now you might think that that might be annoying, you might have loads of different requests from people that you have decided not to engage with, but decide why you didn't like the page that someone invited you to, because it might be that, you know, if you are 
too distant with that person and they're not that interested in your personal business or anything like that but your close family and friends should obviously hopefully support you in this new venture so we would always recommend kind of letting family and friends know to go on like the page and that just helps Facebook qualify that you are a business that people will be interested in so always try and build up to that first 100 first which we always say is the most difficult but hopefully your friends and family will help nudge you towards that direction and then you can extend it to a wider friends list and stuff like that. I think also asking your family and friends that you've invited to like the page to also engage on the content you're going you're putting out because that's how you know Facebook when they made that algorithm changes it was all about engagement and comments and real conversation so when you're starting off a page if you're getting those real engagements from your friends and family Facebook's going to take that post and show it to more people spreading that awareness Um, so it's not just asking them to like always definitely ask them to comment as well yeah and we spoke about it before in a previous episode but for everyone that kind of comments they then show that page to their friends list because they think if they like it they're likely their friends are likely to also be engaged by whatever's being shared yeah and I think anyone listening to this if you got your Facebook open now you would see some random posts on your on your newsfeed from people that you know from random businesses and if you actually looked in the comments of uh, of that post and kind of seeing why am I being shown this, you'll probably see that one of your friends has commented on the post. So Facebook therefore thinks that post is relevant to you, which yeah. is essentially what Amy just said, but it's just kind of a practical way you can actually look and back up kind of what we're saying. Yeah, it's definitely. definitely yeah, it's... It's all about that engagement and then also if they can share it, ask their friends to actively like. I'm talking a lot about likes here just because I think that getting that first 100 is really essential to Facebook qualifying you as something genuine because there's a lot of spammy accounts or people will start a page and not kind of see it through but absolutely and we speak so much about engagement in the rest of our podcast episodes because for us engagement is way more important than all of these kind of vanity statistics which we will have its own kind of dedicated podcast episode too Um, but just for the kind of building of a page I just thought I'd kind of mention that Um, And then in terms of having your Facebook page, if that for you is a really important place that you want this community to be built, then add that link to that page on an email signature, your business website, anywhere where you have communication, whether that's through clients or, um, you know, whoever you might speak to in terms of your business. Obviously, this depends on what kind of business you are. Add a link to that Facebook page within your email signature or your website just to increase the reach and awareness of that and again you can ask people again to just like the page don't be shy of asking people to just support something um because again the things that we've learned this year is that people are way way too happy to show support in things that will actually help you out so um hopefully that that will um increase your reach as well um and then On the kind of same breath, if you have a great LinkedIn audience or you have a LinkedIn profile, you can share information about your page on there and hopefully your community there will also take part and like it. And again, you're widening that net of people on that initial page likes. And then something else that I think is probably going to help you a lot more is comment on other active pages that of course are relevant to your audience as your own page so this will build relationships and community which as you know is essential in our opinion but it also puts your name in the forefront of people's minds if they're seeing a comment as the page as opposed to the person then hopefully that will build that brand reputation and also I think another area with, with that links with that is 
getting your business page to join groups on Facebook. Yeah. Um, that's now allowed and Facebook permits that. I can't remember when that changed. It might have been earlier this year. Um, business pages weren't allowed to join groups, but you now can. And I think we've mentioned before in other podcasts, groups on Facebook are the most powerful. Yeah. They are prioritised by Facebook. That's what they love is groups. So if you can get your business page to join various groups, so if you're a, you know, even just um, joining a local mm. Facebook group, you know, I know that we have various, loads of different local pages down where we're based. Um, get your get your business page to join, get them engaging. And, it, and you know, we've set up re- recently, Amy and I have worked on a new, a brand new Facebook page. And one of the parts of that has been joining groups and we've seen really great success. Yeah, and it's... I think especially starting local is a great place to start because what we spoke about in a previous episode about how communities have really come together during the lockdowns, people are so happy to support the local small businesses in the area. So definitely start there. And then obviously if you're bigger or whatever, then you can join relevant groups there. And definitely that's going to be a great way to do it. And then linking to what Lucy mentioned there about a new client that we work with quite recently a great way that we helped to grow the page build engagement and build that community was launching a competition and our last episode was all about competitions do's and don'ts so we won't speak about that because you can jump back on that one to understand how to make a successful competition but a competition is a great way to launch because it's rewarding people for joining your community and getting involved of course if you're giving away relevant prizes and hopefully you're attracting people that would like your product because they're hoping to win it for free but also in a way in terms of what's mutually beneficial is that you get them as part of that community that will help your growth of your page Um, and that competition that we did for that page went really really well didn't it like better than expected yeah and I think what we also did at the end of that competition after we announced the winner is we offered everybody that entered the competition a discount code yeah when they if they decided to purchase from the business and that we saw great success from there were so many people that didn't win but wanted to take up the offer we did it as I think quite a considerable offer I think we did like a 50% off Mm. so it was really really kind of a big saving but we chose to do that from a marketing point of view because you know the amount of times people receive a 10% off voucher or 20% off it's not a very considerable amount but if you get 50% off you're more likely to order and with a specific business because it's such a, a great new business that we knew that if we offered this 50% off, we would kind of build up dedicated customers and community members. And, you know, we definitely have. There's, yeah. there's people that took that original discount after entering the competition and they're still regular customers. Yeah, and now, now pay full price. And now pay full price. So that small discount, that, that well, considerable discount really is not a very big price to pay when you're investing that in creating returning customers. Definitely. And even if that for you thinks, well, we'll make a slight loss or, you know, it's definitely not the markup that we wanted to make, think about how much you're going to make from an average customer or what does an average customer look like how many times would they order and things like that obviously you might not have that information but if you do that's really really essential to think right if we offer 50% off which is a lot that's going to entice them in but then if we can get them in kind of a reoccurring ordering process you're going to make your money back twofold in their loyalty so that's definitely a great way if you're thinking a competition isn't the best place to start then you can definitely just do a post offering a discount yeah a competition is just great because it gets a word out it's very engaging people comment and where we've talked about that kind of ripple effect of the commentary 
that really helps to grow it and re increase the reach. But if you don't want to do a competition or it's not kind of your brand, then do an initial offer that offers that discount. The good thing as well with offering specific discounts on Facebook, if you label it as, for example, they have to quote Facebook 50 or they have to put that in the checkout, it's then measurable. So if you're launching various different things, if you're a new business and you're thinking, right, need to launch a Facebook page, need to launch this, need to launch that, it's obviously really daunting and you're, you might not have the information in terms of what's gonna be the best strategy going forward. Do a similar discount across all different ones, but have it obviously a different code or whatever it might be. And then you can then see that the success of each avenue, which even though it sounds really simple, you'll be surprised how many people that we've worked with that haven't done that. And then having to try and backdate that information of how they come through. Let's look at website analytics. Actually, it's really simple just to offer a bespoke code per platform and you can measure that really easily. Um, and then in terms of obviously growing your page, so you've set it up, you're ready to go what do you do next? So you wanna create an organic and paid strategy. So let's talk first, I think about paid because I think organic, we've kind of spoken about before but we will go into it in a little bit more detail. Paid however, and I think everyone's gonna see different results. What I'm about to talk about, you might disagree and you mm. might have different experiences. But for me, I've seen better results with paid in terms of little and often spend. So if I go about a new client page or I'm really trying to grow those initial likes, engagement, community. I tend to prefer to spend a little bit on a lot of different posts. So that might be a 10 pound budget on every post within the first month, five pound budget, whatever it might be, it gives it that little bit of boost. The reason I do that is because of course your organic reach is gonna be really, really low. And so I like to optimize the reach of that. It's a great way then to test the different audiences, but you're increasing the reach with paid to help get the word out. And that for me, I prefer in terms of that strategy because I found that I've got some really good results. And again, it's that brand recognition that if someone's seen it and thought, mm, I don't know, they're a new business, I won't like it, but then they keep seeing your page, they're gonna think, hang on, I am gonna go and like it. So that I've seen kind of working. But obviously do testing before you commit to a certain strategy. So you could try the little and often approach and then you could try and do a bigger spend, but do maybe just two a month. However, obviously it depends on what you're kind of hoping to achieve from it. Optimize for different results and then you're gonna very easily see what works best. I would say one month do one thing, then leave it until the next month to do the next and then you've got two clear months to measure the different statistics. If you jump in and out of different things, you're not gonna understand how to measure that. So I would just say keep it different, but then you can very easily see what works best. I completely agree with the little and often. When you, when you set up a new page, I completely agree it's the right strategy. In terms of a general strategy when a page is, is thriving and made, I would disagree, but in the initial mm. instance, completely agree completely agree with the po with the idea as well of getting your all your posts out there so people are kind of seeing it regularly they build up that connection they understand you a little bit more completely makes sense one thing i think would be great to think about as well when you're doing a paid strategy is testing out different audiences because when you launch a business you probably have in your head a very clear idea of who my audience are but it's so worth creating a couple of different audiences and testing to see if you're correct. Because mm. sometimes you can, you can actually attract people that you didn't think you would. 
So I think when you're kind of doing these different posts, maybe select two to three, if you can, different audiences and see which performs better for you. Because it might be that you're, you think your target audience is women between 35 and 50, but you're actually seeing a much better engagement rate in your audience of younger women, seeing a better return from younger women. So definitely test a couple of different audiences out and see what's bringing you the most engagement, but also the most return on you know, in terms of interest or actually revenue. Yeah, and the good thing with doing that kind of A-B testing or A-B-C testing is that put the same content out for those both audiences. So launch an ad campaign and do to them both and then you can, at the real time, you can see how the statistics obviously change um, and you can see which results are better. So I think absolutely that's such a good idea and something that I think that, all audiences that start a new page need to do because like Lucy mentioned as much as you think in your head this is who I want to engage with or this is how I see our target audience Facebook has a sneaky way of kind of making you think about that and we've definitely had clients in the past where we've been really surprised about who's engaged and then gone on to purchase and even though within the target audience of the client they've had in their head a certain you know certain type of demographic the people that are actually spending the money are so different. So you're going to want to optimise it for that. So 100%. And the business that Amy and I started a new profile, a new Facebook account for a couple of months ago, I know that when that business kind of started off, we expected to see a younger age range, but we're actually seeing an older age range that's actually engaging with the business and ordering and working with them um, on a more frequent level so that was that's an example of how we kind of thought we were a little we were actually a little bit wrong in terms of our kind of prejudgment on what the audience and best engaged Mm. people would be definitely and I think that the older people as well in terms of a subscription style service older people in my opinion are more likely to just agree to a subscription because it's easier. They don't have to worry about it. It's done. And then that area is sorted. So yeah, you know, it's so insightful. And the analytics that Facebook provide are so interesting. And I could lose myself looking at different ads and the results because I just find that you can really go down a bit of a rabbit hole, which could be daunting, but as soon as you understand it, and there's so many resources to help understand what different things mean if it's totally new to you. But as someone that works in the industry, I still get fascinated with the, you know, the different things that we've kind of achieved from ads. So, 100%. And just quickly, I was speaking to a brand last week and they are hopefully going to be working with us in the future. And they actually said that their audience on Facebook is 80% male. Really? Which will surprise Amy mm. because that is very unique so rare I don't think I've seen any of my clients or brands have a dominant male community it's just Facebook is to be honest social media in general is very female driven yeah I've never ever heard a brand say that their their audience is majority male especially an 80% male so I'm going to be really interested Mm. to see if we do start working with this brand if that's true because again some businesses can think that's their audience but they're not actually correct. Yeah. So I will be very interested to see that. I would, yeah, I would love to see that. 80% male is crazy. Yeah, I've, like you say, generally across all socials, it's female-led. And then obviously, typically, when you think of the demographic of people that use social, it's, I'm seeing majority 18 to 35 
audiences, even on something that is aimed for older because of just the users that use social. Yeah, and also it might sound strange to for us to hear, for you guys listening to hear that we're saying, oh, male audiences are quite rare because obviously there's a lot of, there's a lot of businesses that are kind of targeted mostly at males, but on those kind of male targeted pages that we have seen, you've also got a lot of women liking the page because they're liking it on behalf of their husband or their partner. So that's where we yeah. kind of see... Buying gifts, yeah. buying presents, or especially if, I, you know, just off the top of my head, if, because we were talking about it a couple of weeks ago, if a guy is really into the gym and they really like getting gym wear for mm. their birthday or Christmas, whatever, even if the girl doesn't, they're more likely to take an interest in what they like so that when it comes to their birthdays or Christmas or celebrations, they know that that's the newest thing or that's just launched or they have that insight. Whereas in my opinion and what I've kind of seen over social is that males don't have that same interest in female interests. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, I so, completely you know, agree. I'm Sorry. Never gonna, my partner is never going to like a, a page, like a makeup page, just because <laughs> i that's what I buy from. Yeah. Whereas I will probably take an interest in the gaming pages he likes yeah. because then... I'm a bit more clued up when it comes to buying a gift. I know, like, the example I'll use is that my partner's really into football and I like the page of his like team. Yeah. Because, and I don't even know why, because I'm not a massive football fan, but I like to kind of keep up with the information and yeah. the knowledge so I can kind of look... And you can have conversations yeah. and stuff like that, whereas they're not going to like the Kim Kardashian page because I'm chatting about keeping up with Kardashians. So, so. basically, we've used our expertise in social media to <laughs> analyse the fact that women are more thoughtful. <laughs> that's kind that's, of the tangent we've gone down today. Yeah, <laughs> so apologies for anyone that thinks that's incorrect. Um, we'd be happy to talk about it, though, if you do want to kind yeah, of counter our, our conclusions definitely. based on our experience. Yeah, it's so interesting. I think that you just learn a lot from the analytics in Facebook, which is what we tried to say. But <laughs> as per usual, we kind of go down on a bit of a tangent. And then the last point really that I had that in terms of you're growing a page, and this really links with a lot of what Lucy's mentioned in the past, various different episodes, is measuring the success. And so I would say when you're starting a page, create a year-to-year -year and a month-to-month -month goal sheet. It could be really simple. It could have an idea of how many likes you want to gain, how much engagement rate you want to achieve, anything like that that you have in your mind that is deemed a success for you. And then you can have that to keep on track. So you can see where you are in terms of your projections. And that for me, in terms of someone that works on social all the time, is that really keeps me motivated and ambitious towards the next goals. I think it's very easy for you to hit a certain milestone and think, way hey, brilliant. But then it kind of reigns in a bit because you're not putting the same effort in all the time. So you, I think you need to add your projections out. You need to know where you started. Obviously, if you're starting from the very beginning, then that's a great place to measure from. But month for month, see where you are and then you've got a very easy before during and after and you can kind of sit understand where you sit in terms of where you want to be and then at least that way it's trackable make sure that everything you do you are taking note of the analytics all of the ad stuff we've mentioned take a note of it and it doesn't have to take long you can just export information put it on a Google sheet, whatever it might be, just make sure that you're tracking it because otherwise you might end up spending too much money on something that isn't working. And if you're unsure on how to measure that success, then 
as we always say, just reach out to us on social. We'd be more than happy to kind of have a chat with anyone that is kind of listening to this and thinking, oh, I have some questions or I don't know how to measure this or that. You know, we'd be more than happy to just have like a chat about it. Alternatively, you can find loads of different resources online that just help to make you understand what you should be achieving through social. And then of course, if you have competitors that you want to be in line with, or you want to kind of chase up, whatever it might be, then you can use them as a comparison tool in terms of where you are and where you wanna be. And you'll be really surprised that as soon as you start implementing these changes and strategies, and again, I'm fully aware that someone listening to this might think this sounds really daunting, mm. but it, it break it down and it isn't. You can achieve it even if you're like the smallest business ever. Yeah. Completely agree. Well, everyone, have a lovely Christmas. Yeah, I can't believe it's Christmas in a week's time when this goes out. Yeah. That's really weird. And I know that my Christmas is definitely not going to be normal, and I don't think yours will be. No, I don't think anyone's going to have, like, a normal festive period at all. Um, I know a lot of my clients are some are looking forward to just the break but so you know it brings anxiety it brings mm. stress you might not be seeing the family the friends you usually see some people might be on their own but we just hope that whatever your situation is that you do have a really nice christmas time um and relax so if anything yeah um stay safe stay healthy and we'll be back in january with a new episode we really hope that you've enjoyed them so far this year i know that we've really have just loved kind of chatting away at different things on social so if you have any topics that you'd like us to talk about in the new year send us an email it's just podcast at 365.co.uk reach out to us on social and if we don't hear from you then we'll speak to you in the new year bye guys bye